Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Last season on Country Heat Weekly. Can I give you my conspiracy theory of your sure. album? Sure. This is my conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. and this is only Perfect. mine. I saw the artwork mm-hmm. for Growing Up. Yep. The song is actually Growing Up, Getting Old. Mm-hmm. The artwork shows half your face it does. with Growing Up mm-hmm. on the ball cap. Sure. Is this going to be a double album and Growing Old is going to be the second part of the album? I don't know. There's no way of knowing. I, if it There's isn't, no way of knowing. It is such a, I'm looking at it going, oh, it's going to be a double album. It has to be a double album because of the name of the song. Because what if you just like came up with a really great idea that I never thought of, and then I was like, man, I should have done that. Well, then, you know? then I give it to you for free. Thank you. Go and make, and make your art, friends. We yeah. have this whole thing of like, you heard it here first. You heard yes. it here first. Yes. We're back, and we are getting to the bottom of all of that nonsense about Luke Combs' new album, Getting Old. Did he know all along? Did I give him the idea? We are going to find out today. Welcome to the season three premiere of Country Heat Weekly. Can we can we get them to stop that for just a few minutes? <laughs> I'm Kelly Sutton at the Country Heat House on Music Row in Nashville. <laughs> and I'm Amber Anderson. And seriously, someone needs to tell the crew to hold it down. Things are still a little bit under construction around here as we launch the new season of Country Heat Weekly. We've got new fun things in the works, but one thing that will not change, Amber and I will still be checking in with all the scoop from Nashville, and we will have a center stage interview with one of country music's hottest stars. We're all about the heat here on Country (laughs) Heat Weekly. (laughs) Season three kicks off with Luke Combs, the reigning CMA Entertainer of the Year, who just launched the largest world tour ever attempted by a country artist. And it kicked off last weekend at AT AT&T Stadium in Dallas. Home of the Dallas Cowboys. That's right. Mm -hmm. And it hits 15 more stadiums across North America before he heads to the Southern Hemisphere for shows in New Zealand and Australia. Our chat with Luke was recorded a couple weeks ago before he and Nicole announced they were expecting baby boy number two. Life is full of personal wins, whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list. Winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year, with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. 
So while we won't be talking about that, he is going to give us a sneak peek behind the scenes of how this world tour came together. Now, I knew it had a lot of planning and logistics involved, but how long it's been in the works was really surprising. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Lainey Wilson is opening for Luke, and I got to see her perform during CRS Week, or Country Radio Seminar, a country radio convention held here in Nashville each year. That one was past my bedtime, but (laughs) I heard it was fabulous. It was. It was at Brooklyn Bowl, Mm -hmm. which is an awesome venue. You got bowling to your left. You got a stage right in front of you. I mean, she sold out the place packed to the rafters. There's like a balcony area packed. And I mean, she rocked it. As always, right? Like, she's just, she's the best. We're big lady fans around here. Yes, we are. You know, speaking of CRS, we got to co-host the Amazon Music Presents Country Heat Night again this year. Yes, we did. That was such a great night of music, headlined by Chris Young, who performed a bunch of his hits, as well as his new song, Looking For You. We also shine the spotlight on several of the Amazon Music Breakthrough artists to watch, including Avriana, Dylan Schneider, Megan Maroney, and Dalton Dover. I mean, all of them were amazing. Megan Maroney looked and sounded so good. So good. We were in love with her jacket. Oh, <laughs> loved everything about her performance. Everything. What a great group yes. we had. Who are you loving? Dalton Dover. Ugh. I mean, I am really digging his song, Giving Up On That. I just, I know we had him on the podcast. I know we were loving the song and telling him how much we love the song. But seeing him perform it live just made me love it even more. There are some vocal gymnastics happening in this song, (laughs) (laughs) which we talked to him about when he was on the podcast. The trills and, (laughs) like, the vocals that are happening in this song are next level. And I'm thinking you're performing this live on stage a lot for the rest of your life. For sure. Are you okay with that? Are you going to be able to do it? Because this is vocally a strong performance. We've been out on radio tour for the last three weeks now. And I've kind of questioned myself a couple times. <laughs> but I take my guitar and I tune a half step down oh. and I, you know, I'm good. So like I have enough power like <laughs> to be able to sing it live. So I think I'll be fine, you know. But yeah, if you not, got this. Yeah, I got it. It's fine. If you aren't familiar with Dalton, you can get to know him better by checking out the season two finale of Country Heat Weekly, where he was our center stage guest. Another fun thing that happened during the break, you took your daughter to New York City for the first time. I did! My daughter, Reese, is big into musical theater, and she's an aspiring Broadway actress. So we did the Big Apple upright. I mean, we saw Phantom of the Opera before it closes forever. Can't believe it's closing forever. I know. We saw Wicked, both classics, Mm -hmm. both amazing. And then we were fortunate enough to see a preview of the upcoming show, Shucked created by Nashville's own Shane McAnally and Brandy Clark. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I work for Shane in my day job, and even I haven't seen <laughs> this show yet. So tell me everything. We've talked a little bit about it, but I want to know all the scoop. Okay, so I have to admit this. I was nervous going into it. 
I mean, we're very protective in Nashville of the country music image. And I was a little worried that it was going to be, for lack of a better term, and excuse the pun, corny. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it is called Shucked. Mm -hmm. I also knew Shane and Brandy would do us proud. Mm -hmm. And they absolutely did. It was so good. I mean, it is hilarious. The jokes were so fun and witty, and they come at you so fast. Mm -hmm. And the music is exceptional. I mean, I knew it was going to be world-class. Right. (laughs) I just, when you're sitting there listening to it, you are blown away. Uh, Standing ovation in the middle Mm. of the show, which I've never been to any kind of live theater that had a standing ovation in the middle of the show. My husband, Paul, said at the end, it's his favorite musical he's ever seen. I should wait till I tell Shane. It's so good. (laughs) He's going to be so excited. (laughs) They have worked so hard on this musical. And it has been years in the making. Absolutely. Years and years and years. It officially opens next Tuesday. And everybody who's seen it so far seems to just be loving it. Sam Hunt actually visited last weekend. Heard that went really well. Ryan Hurd, Maren Morris has gone to see it. I know a bunch of people are planning to go out for the opening. So that's going to be a very, very, very special day. So I'll try to get some scoop and bring it back after it opens. Please do, because it was tremendous. I mean, I'm just going to say this, and you know I like to speak things into existence. Mm -hmm. I would predict there will be a Tony nomination in the future for Shucked. We love it. We're manifesting it. You heard it here first, guys. Tony nom for Shucked. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you mentioned Marin and Ryan got to see it. Speaking of Marin, she was one of the many, many artists who performed at Love Rising, a benefit show supporting Tennessee LGBTQ organizations that was held at Bridgestone Arena earlier this month. Other acts on the bill included Cheryl Crow, Hozier, Jason Isbell, Yola, and our girl, Mia Byrne, who wrote and performs the Country Heat theme song. Brothers Osborne was supposed to perform, but they had to back out last minute because John and his wife Lucy were at the hospital. Their twins were born the very next day. Welcome to the world, Arthur and Maybell. So So cute. So cute, right? Okay, so any other news that we need to catch up on? Yes. Carrie Underwood (gasps) wrapped up her 43-city Denim and Rhinestones tour with a St. Patrick's Day show in Seattle at Climate Pledge Arena. And the Amazon Music team was there to see it and chat with Carrie about the experience, including how it was a different touring experience for her family. Uh, I mean, the end of a tour is always so bittersweet. I'm excited to be able to um, be a little more stationary for a minute. This is the first tour I've had. My my past two, I've had children out with me. Um, This is the first one that I haven't really. They've come to visit a couple times, but um, they're in school. Um, So I've been going home quite a bit. Any any chance I can, you know, even sneak a day here or there, um, I I go home just to see them. So I feel like I've been very much in switching in and out of like tour mode. Um, Even if it is for just like 24 hours, I try to be home and be present. And it's a little whiplash sometimes. I had the pleasure of seeing this show twice. I saw it opening weekend in Lexington, Kentucky, and then again in Nashville near the end of the run. It was a stellar show. So good. I mean, Carrie's flying through the air. The stage is on fire. She's playing the drums. All of it. she doesn't get an Entertainer (laughs) of the Year nomination for that, I know. I don't know what more she can do. I really don't. I mean, and she took us to church several times. 
Thank you. She flew through the air upside down, sang her song, and did not miss a beat, and was on pitch and sounded perfect. Mm -hmm. Carrie actually gave her fans a present a couple of weeks ago on her birthday Mm -hmm. when she dropped her new song, Out of That Truck, which, of course, went straight to the Country Heat playlist. The day we wrote it, you know, just felt felt great. Um, and I feel like I'm I'm at a point in my career where I can just do whatever whatever I want to do. <laughs> so uh, we recorded it kind of early this year, and um, I was like, I would love to release this on my birthday. Why not? And uh, everybody jumped on board and got excited about it. So that is what we did. Hear more from Carrie by listening to Country Heat in DJ mode via the Amazon Music app next week. Speaking of rock star women in country music, can we talk about the moment that Kelsey Ballerini has been having? Mm. (laughs) She did Saturday Night Live. She was written up in the New York Times. My TikTok timeline was pretty much nothing but Kelsey talk for a while. (laughs) Ah, same. Okay, so she added a couple of songs from her EP, Rolling Up the Welcome Mat, to her Heart First Tour. And the crowds were singing every word loudly. (laughs) Like, it was a lot, including the new ending to Blindsided that she added when she performed the song on SNL. Now you're singing it loud on the radio like you're the only heart that breaks. You would have searched the whole world over. Yeah, sure. Okay. She's even got, yeah, sure, okay, merch. (laughs) (laughs) And she said her favorite moment in the set list is when the crowd gets completely unhinged on the song we've got on the Country Heat playlist right now, If You Go Down. Thanks to the girls at Kelsey Central for sharing that clip with us from the Milwaukee show. Following them on Instagram is the next best thing to going to see Kelsey live. <laughs> Love them. Kelsey has pressed pause on the Heart First Tour for now and is opening for Kenny Chesney's I Go Back Tour, which got underway last week in Charlottesville, Virginia, to a crowd of just over 13,000 people. I mean, that's one of the smallest crowds Kenny's played to in a while. Not that 13,000 is small, (laughs) right? It's just that he's used to great big stadiums Mm -hmm. full of people. Right. So he is going back to a bunch of smaller venues that he hasn't hit in a while because he's been doing the stadium thing. And he's adding songs to the set list that he hasn't played in a while as well, including The Good Stuff, How Forever Feels, and Big Star. And as expected, Kenny brings Kelsey back out during his set. She performs Grace Potter's part on Wild Child. And of course, they do their duet, Half of My Hometown, together. So stay part of me will always be half of my hometown. Oh, you know what? We should probably talk about the other big tour that just got underway. Taylor, Taylor Swift! Swift. <laughs> The Eras Tour is everything we wanted it to be. It's three hours of Taylor. You can actually see live streams of the tour on TikTok. I can't believe her team is letting that happen. I know. But they are. I mean, I kind of see why they would, given the whole Ticketmaster fiasco, all these people that didn't get tickets. Right. I mean, it's like, you got to give them something, right? And it's sold out everywhere, so it's not like she has to sell any tickets. Right. The production value on the show is crazy. 
at one point, she dives into the stage and it looks like she's swimming underneath it to the other side. I know. I know. (laughs) I've watched that clip four times trying to figure out exactly what they're doing. I cannot wait to see this show live. The Eras Tour hits Nashville the first weekend in May. I somehow got tickets to the May 5th show. That's the only reason I'm a cool mom is because I somehow got tickets for my child. And she will not watch any of the videos because she wants to be completely surprised. She said, no spoilers, mom. So, it's well, I am jealous. <laughs> I will not be there. <laughs> I did not get tickets, but that's okay. I'll have to like live through your videos that you will bring back. Please to me. do. Okay, so real quick, let's do a quick rundown of some of the albums that have been announced while we were on break. I'm going to quiz you, Kelly. Okay. See if you can name the artist who goes with each album title. I'm ready. Okay. Lucky. Megan Maroney. Whitset Chapel. Jelly Roll. Named after the church they went to here in Nashville. I know that because he told me at the Opry. You are good at this. Thank you. Keeping with the church theme, how about religiously, the album? Bailey Zimmerman. Mmm. 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 Stray Dog. Uh, it's one of the Moors. But which one? Is it Kip or Justin? Justin. Justin Moore. Yes, Justin. Was I right? Yes, you're right. But Kip also announced a new one. That was kind of a trick question. Can you name it? Yes, because I didn't want to say it out loud, but I'm okay with it. My mom will forgive me. It's damn love. Correct. (laughs) Kelly Sutton, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) She knows all the things all the time. (laughs) Okay, right now we need to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll share our conversation with Luke Combs. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What if everyone at work were an expert communicator? What if every doc, message, and email they wrote was perfectly clear and concise? Inbox numbers would drop, customer satisfaction scores would rise, and everyone would be more productive. That's what happens when you give Grammarly to your entire team. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that understands your business and can transform it through better communication. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. That's because with Grammarly's AI, what used to take a few hours only takes a few clicks, like generating an instant first draft in your company voice or tailoring a message to your specific audience and goals. And Grammarly's personalized on-brand writing help is built in everywhere your team works, across 500,000 apps and websites. Plus, it's safe, secure, and already IT-approved. Join 70,000 teams who trust Grammarly with their words and their data. Learn more at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said, done. The reigning CMA Entertainer of the Year is here. Luke Combs, welcome back to Country Heat Weekly. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you. Okay, first things first. You sat in this chair Mm -hmm. in April. Okay, what did I say? 22. Make some sort of promise, I'm assuming, or something. I said to you, this is when you had just released Growing Up, and mm-hmm. I said, I know the song is Growing Up and Getting Old, mm-hmm. is that you should do a double album yeah. 
because you'd already released the album and it yep. had your face on it. Mm-hmm. And it was half your face. Did you know or did I give you that idea? No, it was already planned at that time. Because <laughs> I was about to ask for some royalties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for legal reasons, it was already planned at that time. I That's want weird. To, I want to yeah. go back and look at the tape because you played it straight. Yeah. You have a good poker face. Yeah, well, that was the that was the hardest part about promoing that album is I knew the whole time. And people would be like, so why is it called Growing Up or whatever? And I'm like, well, because I'm growing up. And, but I knew that there was another part that we weren't going to say anything about, mm. which was uh, – it was it made doing interviews for it kind of difficult. Are you, You're a good liar. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Poker face is I, I mean good. That and and of my heart. I need Thank to point you. out, too, we saw you at Radio Remotes. Right. For CMAs. Mm-hmm. And I think you brought it up again. <laughs> I was driving it home. She was. Yeah. So give us the timeline of these 18 songs. Mm-hmm. Some were written, obviously. So when was the entire project done? So I was writing songs for, like, what would be my third album, which was growing up. At that time, I had no idea what it was going to be called, right? And so I recorded a bunch of stuff. It became apparent that there was just, like, two very different sets of songs that were kind of showing up. Like, as I tried to put together a track list for what eventually would become growing up. It was like, well, all these songs are really great over here and they just don't really fit with these songs over here. And so then I had the idea of, you know, I had grown up and getting old, which I had teased before any of this existed. And so I was like, well, what if we call one growing up and we call one getting old? They're really mutually exclusive, but they just were all kind of written in the same time frame, like in the same two-year period or whatever, but they were so, like, markedly different that I just, I didn't want to just throw them all in one big thing because then I felt like they wouldn't make any sense, right? Or people wouldn't have time to, like, digest all of it. Mm -hmm. It's a lot, right? You know what I mean? And I know people are doing that. Like, people do that. That's kind of, like, the hot thing to be doing is, like, put a bunch of stuff out. I don't know. I just, I, I still... I just still like the like album, like an album, still well, a bit. I mean, that must probably aging me. Like they're gonna be like, "You're such a boomer," or whatever. That <laughs> okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah, total no one boomer, dude. That. You just turned twenty-one. What are you talking about? It was hard to like not tell that story when I was doing all the promo for growing up because it's like you don't, you want to tell that story, but you can't yet. You really don't even know what's gonna be on getting old yet, right? You know, because some of the stuff was like. Some of the stuff on Getting Old was written before some of the stuff on Growing Up. And then some of it was written a week before we went in the studio for Getting Old. So it's like, huh. it's all this, like, we, it's all mixed up, mm-hmm. right? So all the, the time wasn't like, I wrote these ones first and then wrote these ones. It was like they were all mixed together. And so having to kind of separate them out was, you know, that was a cru- really crucial, I think. We've got 18 on this album. 15 of those you co-wrote or wrote? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first time I've ever cut anything that I didn't write, which was weird doing that. It felt wrong. <laughs> Did it? You I was going to say, bit. like, how weird. does that yeah. feel? Does it? It was just kind of weird. It was just different, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'd love it now. I mean, I think the songs that go on there fit really well mm-hmm. on there. So, I mean, I think they they fit into the, the kind of the theme, overarching theme of the thing. Yeah. And, I mean, besides the cover that's on there, I mean, two guys I write with all the time are – 
riders on the other two. So it's not like they're not just randomly okay. pulled out of. Because I was going to ask, I'm like, were people just actively pitching you stuff no. and it's stuff that Mm-mm. you kind of grab onto? So I love Jonathan. I just, I've always been a big fan of his writing and stuff. And, and we've written a bunch of songs together. And so we cut some stuff and we were in there that day and somebody got a hold of my email address somehow and they emailed me a song that Eric Church had written. And I was like, oh, great. What ends up, Jonathan was the other writer on the song. And we were in the studio together. Oh, my. And so I went in and asked him about it. I was like, what is this song? And he was like, oh, we wrote that for his last thing, and he didn't do it or whatever. And so we recut it that day, and that's the version that's on this album. That's so cool. That is yeah. really so cool. That's what are the how, odds? That's how like my first outside cut really happened. Was just like it and was which the song odds is it? Uh, called "My Song Will Never Die." Yeah, you have a song is born, and my mm-hmm. song will never die. Did, was mm-hmm. that purposeful? No, that just it was not intentional. Because I love no. that. It's mm-hmm. like bookends. The place the, that they're at on the album was yeah. intentional, but okay. like the songs were not related. I didn't even think about it really until I was putting the track list together. And then you're and like, like, oh, oh sh- I've got song was born and song <laughs> will never die. die. Like, yeah. What? That's so Sometimes that. it's better to be lucky than yeah, good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's for is. sure. I would love to act like that was <laughs> oh. planned out. Goodness. Okay, so one of my favorites is the beer, the van, and the bar stool. Oh. I love so that. Good. I love so that song. Yeah. I was like hanging on every word because I was like, this is. It's just so like mm. classic country, but mm-hmm. in like your very own way. Sure. And it, yeah. I just love that song. So talk to us about that one and how that one came about. Yeah, that I had had that idea in my phone for a, a long time. I probably wrote that song with Rob and Reed Isbell. We wrote that in Boone, North Carolina, in gotta be two thousand eighteen. I came up with the idea based off the line, the wish in the wardrobe. Oh, right? yeah. And so oh, and I was like, okay. how do you do like the beer, the band, and the barstool like this? I don't know. I just loved that title. Yeah. I, I, I th- somewhere saw a line, the wish in the wardrobe, and I came up with the beer, the band, and the barstool. And I pitched it a bunch of times in like a bunch of different writing rooms, and people were just out on it. They were like, ah. And I was like, man, I think it's this pretty is cool. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and so I was just kind of di- couldn't even believe that. Nobody wanted to do it, but I definitely don't want to write it with somebody who's like not into it because then that's like they're just kind of writing it to just get out, get it over with. Mm -hmm. And so me and Reed and uh, Rob wrote that on the porch and the work tape has like you hear the crickets and the work tape. It's like and they're like super loud. It's pretty cool. I have to tell you, though, the title track really hit home to me. And (laughs) here's why. So we all know FOMO is fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. But producer Jay sent a fun meme that has been going around. It's called Jomo, the okay. joy of missing out. Oh, man. That's, and that's me. Yep. That's me now. I really yeah. like to be on the couch. Yeah. That's, it is nice. <laughs> it's really nice, Luke. And when nice. I hear that song, like, growing old, I'm like, every line in there, it, it yeah. was resonating. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's me. Jomo. Joy of yeah, I think out. it's like you can't really have FOMO if you don't know what's going on. So uh-huh. I have a kid now, so I just don't even know. Like maybe if I'm on Instagram, I'm like, oh, that person played a show in town. That would have been cool to go to, but yeah. didn't know about it. So yeah. whatever, no, not really FOMO, just <laughs> no-mo, I guess. <laughs> I don't go to that shit no-mo, no, you know no. what I mean? <laughs> That's what it is, man, you know? No, write that down. No-mo. Dude. You don't write yeah. that song. Yeah. You're missing 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay, so we talked about the song, the title track, um, mm-hmm. Grown Old. So what was it about that that resonates so much with you now? I know your life has changed. You talked yeah. about Baby Tex. How's he doing? Yeah, he's doing great. He's doing great. Um, and that song really, I wrote that song before I was married. I mean, me and my wife were living together and engaged at the time, but we weren't married yet. And everyone's like, well, why'd you name the album Getting Old? You're not getting old. And I'm like, well, it's just from the, it's from the song. It's called The Middle of Growing Up and Getting Old, right? Which is like, mm-hmm. it's more the overarching theme of where I'm at in my mm-hmm. life. Like, I'm not growing up anymore. Like, I'm a grown-ass dude. You know what I mean? Yep. But I'm not, I'm also not getting, I'm 33 years old, right? So it's like, I'm not getting all that. I asked my parents the other day, I'm like, if you could be any age, what would you be? And they were like, 30s is the ticket. Like, my parents are like, my dad's almost 70. And he was like... Any age, wouldn't pick 20s, I'd pick 30s. Mm, He's like, because you still feel great. Uh And he's like, but you're way smarter than you were in your 20s. It's true. You know? Yeah. I'm hanging hanging on. (laughs) Your 20s? (laughs) To my 30s. (laughs) Desperately. Um, What? Two months left. It's good. Look, girl. AJ, nothing They didn't say forties, Luke. Are you sure they didn't say forties? <laughs> they were like forties were all right. You know, they said they were cool and everything. And some of our happiest yeah. hours were spent at home. I know. I, mm-hmm. I, I again, that's why I'm like, I really feel this song because <laughs> I'm like, people are like, let's go to Broadway, and I'm like, how about not? Let's not do yeah. that. Let's not do that. Yep. Sit here and watch Netflix. My favorite song on the album mm-hmm. is still. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. I could not cool. stop listening to I this song. Yeah. And I came in and asked them, I'm like, someone help me because I'm getting this like nostalgic throwback vibe from this song, but I cannot put my finger on what it reminds me of, but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one, say. yeah. The production on that song comes from, so during the COVID stuff, right, like, Obviously, I'm not touring, doing anything. So I decided I wanted to write a bluegrass album. I haven't gotten to see that through yet, but still was one of the songs that I wrote for that, right? And so, but I loved it so much that we went in to cut it for this record. I was like, I want it to sound like it could be on this album, but I also still want it to have one foot in instrumentation-wise of the bluegrass thing, which is why there's, like, so much mandolin and, like, Mm, it's a— I love it. It feels good, though. It does feel good. As we go into this, we are waiting to see if Going, Going, Gone becomes your— 57th number one. How many? How Uh, many are we at now, Luke? Would that be 15th? I think so. 15th, I think. 15th in a row. Do you watch the charts? I don't really, honestly. Um, I I just never have been like super obsessed with it. You know, it's like my now my manager will send like he does like he'll get me and like whoever the writers are on the song. He texts us like a weekly thing of like, here's how many streams it had. Here's where it is on the chart. Because otherwise, like I wouldn't even like I might not even know. Sometimes, you know, that's yeah. healthy though. I think, I think yeah. it is, right? Because, yeah. like, all you can do is like all you can control is the music, right? Sure. Like, and it's you right. can't control like how much people like it or how much they like, even if as much as you want to. Like, I always wanted to when I first started putting stuff out, you know, I could name you songs like, oh, I think this will be a definite, like, people are gonna love this, and just it was just a dud, like. And it was like it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It was like, and not from a single standpoint, just from like songs on the album that I was most excited for people to hear. 
yeah. lot of times don't correlate with what people end up being drawn to for some reason. Right. You know, so I learned that it's really like it's really just up to the fans to pick what. But the, the fun thing are, is, you know what I mean. Because I work in your marketing department now. The fun thing <laughs> is, later you just put out a deep cuts album of all right. the things that you wanted yeah. to like hit that may have been overlooked. Yeah. So this is just like down the road. Just I put it, a thing on my on my uh, Instagram a couple weeks ago, and it was like it was the two albums, right, like coming together. And the top was like the original, like I drew these little horrible like stick figure things of when we were like trying to come right, up with it. Right. And someone was like, I think it was my buddy Channing was like, put it out and make it all the work tapes and then make the album cover just the stick figures yep. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. That would be a cool idea. taking his st- a little step further, merch with that drawn sure, on it. For just with the stick figures. Mm-hmm. The there. true fans yeah. will have the stick figure merch. Yeah. Stick figure yeah. drawing. That's it. That's right. Yeah. I'll That's buy it. one. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> love <laughs> merch. <laughs> I do like merch. merch. I like merch. merch. Oh, I love our, they, yeah. like every show. I'm like, give me to the merch table. Yeah. I need to go to the merch <laughs> table right now. Speaking of merch and tours, by the time this drops, your massive world tour mm-hmm. will be underway. Crazy. Let's say yeah. we've got 39 shows, three continents, 16 countries. Mm-hmm. The largest tour ever for a country artist. Did you set out to make that the goal or did it just I fall think, together that I, way? I, I think we, we've had, and my man, I give my manager and my agent a lot of credit. I mean, obviously, you know, we sit down and riff on these things. They're the ones doing a lot of the heavy lifting with planning this stuff, but they've always had like a strategy, we've always had a strategy in mind, which was to ultimately get to this point, right? Like, because we just felt like no one had ever put in, no one had ever done the 10-year plan, right? Like they do like what's going to be next year. Mm -hmm. And like not that we don't have that too. We have a what's coming next year plan, but it was always with the ultimate goal of being world tour. Like, I mean, we couldn't get stadiums in Australia because of the Women's World Cup. Like we were going to be doing... Stadiums in Australia, like, I mean, nuts, you know? I mean, so there just was no stadiums to be had. So it's wild for sure, but it was always the plan. And it's not like this world domination thing. We just think that, like, no one had ever put in the legwork because it's like this will be my fourth or fifth time in Europe, third time in Australia, seventh or eighth time in Canada. Like, so we always wanted to treat those – as they're, uh, we want to, tr- like, how do I treat Canada as its own market? Right. It's not just a, well, if I got a day off, I'll pop into Vancouver and do a show and then come back. Right. Like, I want to go up and do a Canadian tour and then do a European tour and then do an Australian tour and then do a lower 48 tour so that eventually, if I want to keep touring at a high level, right, for a long time, I don't want to go, hey, man, I'm going to do two or three nights in Charlotte, Bank of America Stadium. Because the next time I come to Charlotte, what if nobody wants to go anymore? So if I do one show, the next time I come to Charlotte, mm-hmm. how many of the people that went to the first one will probably want to come back a decent amount? And I'll know that there was a whole stadium maybe's worth of people that didn't get tickets last time that are still going to want to go. So then if I'm giving away all my touring secrets. No, I love this. So – sorry. It's just a deep dive. No, nerdy, it's like, so interesting. But I know it's like if I go – okay, if, if we go to Europe – and eventually get to the level where maybe we're playing stadiums in the UK and Ireland, mm-hmm. Scotland, and then we're doing arenas in Oslo and Switzerland and, you know, all these different places. 
what's to say that one year, like if I'm okay, maybe let's say I got three kids, right? And I want to spend a lot of time with my kids. Who says I can't just go do a Europe tour that year and not even play in the United States? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the next year I play the United States and then the next year I go play Australia. So I continue to tour at a high level for a long time by stretching it out, still continuing to write and make music and putting albums out, but I don't have to tour like I'm 21 years Depending old. Depending on, yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yes. I can tour at the pace where it's like, it's always fun. It's always something I'm looking forward to. I'm always excited about going. It's not like, we got to do 100 shows this year. But here's what I love so much about it, the fact that you understand the business side of it. Oh, mm-hmm. you have to, I think. I mean, I couldn't t- – I think my top 10 cities, I think three of them are in Australia. Really? Like of all markets of people that listen to my music, I think three or four of them. I think five or six in the top 20 are outside of the United States. That's I, incredible. That's so yeah. Which is nuts. Huge. And I mean, I yeah. just – I think it's possible. I just don't think anybody's focused on it. I mean, we make really great money without a doubt, right? But like that's never been the goal. Like right. I don't make any decisions based off – how much money I'm going to make? Because the first time you go to Europe, you're going to pay a shitload of right, money just right. to go and play. <laughs> right. And when you go to Australia, you're going to lose a bunch of money just to go and play. But eventually, you won't, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's like, but you have to put in the commitment because I think those fans are underserved big time, especially with live shows, right? Right. Because it's like you got CMC in Australia and you got C2C, which I actually think is the weekend, this weekend. It is. Mm-hmm. recording. Yep. But, like, that's kind of it. Like, that's all that anybody will commit, really, to going over there and doing it. And I just think those fans are so hungry for more of that. They are. You know? <laughs> You're exactly they right. Are. Yeah. Is Tex going with you? Does he have a passport? He's not going, no. Okay. He's not going to go. He's too little. Too little. Too little. That's too much. That's a long Don't flight. Don't do that to yeah, Nicole. That's a, yeah. that's a that's long a flight, man. <laughs> that's a know? long flight. Yeah. Listen, we're going to wrap up with burning questions. Okay. Rapid fire. Okay. So we're theming these around your world tour. You ready? Okay. First thing that comes to your mind. How many new songs are you putting in the set list? Seven. Which country are you the most nervous about playing? France. One touristy thing you want to make sure that you do? Eiffel Tower. See the Eiffel Tower. Or the Louvre. How many languages can you say hello in? Three. I mean, obviously, hello, knock that one out. <laughs> Good. Hola, knock that out, right? Yeah. Um, bonsoir. Bonsoir is oh. good night. Oh, bonjour? Bonjour. Yes. Okay. We Excuse knew me. What, I gotta, we I knew gotta, what you meant. Got to bust that Rosetta Stone out. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's <laughs> time. There's time. Best tip for dealing with jet lag? Set your clock to the country you're going to the day before you leave and go to bed when you would go to bed in that country. I'm That's a take mega that. pro tip, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, my mother-in-law was a flight attendant, international flight attendant. So, Which country are you most looking forward to drinking a beer in? Ooh, probably. I've drank a beer in a lot of these countries. So probably New Zealand because I haven't drank a beer there. Yeah. I haven't drank a beer in New Zealand. Okay. I'm probably looking forward to that. What country are you worried about eating in? Oh, I got no problems there. None <laughs> of them. <laughs> Back at home. Which stadium are you playing that you would most want to see a game in? I like this. Oh, question. interesting. This is an intriguing question. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Bank of America Stadium. I'm a Panthers fan, okay. so that's that would be the one because mm-hmm. I love the Panthers. You know they stink, by the way. If you're listening to this, the Panthers stink. Get it together, bro. It's bad. Unreal. They are so stinky. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. bad. Have a degree. What is the best stadium concert you've ever been to as a fan? 
It was all. It was in Bank of America. Uh, Kenny Chesney, Tim McGraw, Brothers yeah. of the Sun tour. Oh yeah, sick. Solid. It was. It was That's sick. Real yeah. good. And of course, we always ask everyone, mm. "What is the last thing you bought on Amazon?" Oh gosh, let's see. I don't think I bought something in the hot minute. Consulting the app. Uh, new and improved baby Brezza. It's a baby formula cure egg. You just put the bottle under there and you tell it how much formula you want. It mixes the powder and. Oh my god! Oh, Who man. knew? I didn't. How know did this I exists. not invent that? How, yeah, did, how has no one invented that? This until is now? so bougie. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations Thank on you. everything. The album is called "Getting Old." Everybody, world tours underway. Twenty twenty three is the year of Luke Combs. We are saying it, and we're yeah. speaking it into existence. Thank you so much for coming back to of course. the Country Heat House. Thanks, Thanks for having Luke. me. Appreciate it. Thank y'all. He is so much fun to hang out with. We always get the best stories. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Thanks, Luke, for kicking off season three of Country Heat Weekly. Do we know who will be center stage with us next? The last I heard, there were a couple of artists battling for the spot. And honestly, I don't know who's been booked. But if you make sure that you're following the show on your favorite podcast platform or all of the podcast platforms, just to be safe, you'll be the first one to know when the next episode drops. By the way, all the things we talked about at the top of the show, you already knew about if you follow us on Instagram. We love taking you along with us when we go to shows and special events. You can find me at Hey, It's Amber A. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even really get to talk about you seeing Sam Hunt at the Ryman or my backstage hang with Jelly Roll at the Opry. So make sure that you join us on social media and that way you won't miss a thing. You can find me at the Kelly Sutton. We'll talk to you again real soon. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at listenerstudy.com. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat.